So how does one go about stealing the most famous painting in the world from the world's largest museum? Well, you're going to find out in today's episode. I'm Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you are watching Lawyer Up. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the stealing of the Mona Lisa, one of the greatest art heists in the history of the world. We're going to first talk about uh, Leonardo da Vinci, the guy who created the painting. We're going to talk about how a painting that was uh, put together in Florence, Italy, wound up being displayed in a museum in Paris, France. We're going to talk about how it was stolen. We're going to talk about how it was returned to the art museum. Now, if you enjoy the episode, hit that like button. If you got something to say, comment below. If you enjoy the content, then subscribe to the channel. And remember, I love it when you share me on social media. So any discussion about the stealing of the Mona Lisa has to start with its creator, and that is Leonardo da Vinci. Now, he was born in the Vinci region of Florence, Italy. Hence his name, Leonardo da Vinci. It's Leonardo of Vinci, uh, the region where he was born. He was born in 1452, and he lived until about 1519. He died at age 67, and he was known as a great Italian Renaissance painter. But he was also a scientist, he was a mathematician, uh, he was an author, and he's generally referred to as one of the most diversely talented individuals to have ever lived. Now today, we're of course going to be focusing on his paintings, uh, of which the Mona Lisa, of course, is now the most popular. In fact, it's considered the most popular painting in the world. Uh, but da Vinci also painted The Last Supper, which is considered the most reproduced painting of all time. Now the Mona Lisa was painted over the course of four years between 1503 and 1507. Uh, so Leo would have been in his mid-50s uh, when he painted it. So this is you know, one of his later paintings. Now there's a great debate over who is depicted in the painting. And most people think it was the portrait of the wife of an Italian nobleman named Lisa. Uh, after all, Mona, that's the title that uh, in Italy they give to married women, uh, like Mrs. So this was Mona, uh, or Mrs. Lisa. Lisa was her name. Now, some people say that the painting is a picture of da Vinci himself as a woman. And that debate, of course, goes beyond the scope of what we're talking about today. Uh, but it is an interesting discussion. Now, interestingly, the painting of the Mona Lisa was not widely regarded at the time of its creation. And remember, we're going back about 500 years uh, to when this was originally painted. Now, today, the Mona Lisa's value is considered priceless. It's insured uh, by the Louvre in Paris uh, for over $660 million. Uh, so that's the value the insurance company has put on it, but they consider it priceless. It's that valuable of a painting. Now the big question that nobody seems to ask is how does one of the greatest paintings of all time that was painted in Florence, Italy, get all the way over to Paris, France? And it's a great story. So we have to go back to Rome, Italy about 1510 or so. The Pope had commissioned several artists for some great big jobs there in Rome. And this included Raphael, this included Michelangelo, and I'm not talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? I'm talking about the Italian Renaissance painters. 
if you recall Michelangelo, he painted scenes from Genesis on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel uh, there in Rome. He painted the Last Judgment on the altar wall, and he was also the architect for the St. Peter's Basilica. A lot of work and a lot of important work. Unfortunately, Leonardo da Vinci was left entirely out of these important projects there in Rome, and it broke his heart. He wrote about it. He said basically Italy built him up and then Italy tore him down. But you know who did value Leo? The King of France, who was aptly named King Francis I. He invited da Vinci to uh, come to Paris where you're appreciated. So da Vinci did. He loaded up his donkey, he packed his paintings in a bag, including the Mona Lisa, uh, and he made the trek across the Alps from Florence, Italy to Paris, France. And it's there in Paris where da Vinci lived out his final days as an advisor to the king. It was during this time that King Francis purchased the Mona Lisa, and ultimately it became displayed in the Louvre, which is the big art museum there in Paris, France, starting in about 1800. So now we get to the big question, how was it stolen? So we have to fast forward from 1800 to about 1911. So the Louvre had hired several individuals to put various pieces of artwork in frames and under glass. And one of the guys hired was an Italian named Vincenzo Perugia. And Perugia was actually the guy that put the Mona Lisa in its frame under glass and hung it on the wall in one of the many art galleries there in the museum. Now back in 1911, the Mona Lisa wasn't considered all that popular. It was hanging on a wall surrounded by other pictures. It didn't have its own gallery like it does today. So on August 21st of 1911, Perugia and his two brothers that were working at the museum simply didn't go home. They stayed the night hidden in a storage closet and they waited until the museum closed. They hopped out, they broke the Mona Lisa out of its case, hid it, and simply waltzed out of the museum. You know, back in 1911, they didn't have all of the fancy motion detectors uh, and security systems that we have today. Uh, the Mona Lisa now is protected by heat sensors and light sensors and motion sensors and all kinds of sensors. Well, they didn't have those types of things back in the day. And famously, nobody even noticed that the Mona Lisa was gone for over 24 hours. But when it was discovered, the story exploded around the globe. And it wasn't so much that it was the Mona Lisa that was missing, but that someone actually stole artwork from the Louvre in Paris, France. And so nobody really anticipated the worldwide interest that the theft of this painting would draw. The Mona Lisa's face was plastered on every major newspaper around the globe. Obviously, Perugia saw this and he knew that, whoa, this painting is way too hot to try to move. So what did he do? Well, he decided it was essentially useless in the moment and he hid it in a trunk in his loft for over two years. And during that time, the crime remained unsolved. And detectives actually interviewed Perugia, who wasn't at work the next day, and said, hey, where were you at? And he said, well, I got drunk and I overslept and they bought it. So they let him go, but you know who they did arrest in question? Pablo Picasso. Now he ultimately had an alibi so they let him go, but he had been known to dabble in the underworld of stolen art. So after a couple of years, all the hubbub died down and Perugia thought, well, maybe I can move this painting now. 
So Perugia took the trunk with the painting, he got on a train, and he traveled from Paris, France back to Florence, Italy, basically the home of where the painting came from. He took the painting into an art dealer hoping to sell it uh, to the dealer. Uh, the dealer took one look at it, went in the back room, and wound up calling the cops because that was the Mona Lisa. So Perugia was ultimately arrested for its theft. Now, ultimately in court, he said what he was trying to do was to return the Mona Lisa to its rightful place of origin, back to Florence, Italy. And the judge must have bought it at least a little bit because he only received eight months prison for stealing the Mona Lisa. But from that point, the painting was taken back to Paris, France, where it was returned to display at the Louvre. Now today, the Mona Lisa has its own gallery. It's the only painting in its own room. It's viewed by over six million people every year. And as I mentioned, it's protected by motion sensors, heat sensors, light sensors, and bulletproof glass at this point. So good luck stealing it today. Well, that's the story of the Mona Lisa. It was painted back around 1500. It was virtually ignored for about 300 years until it was placed in the Louvre in about 1800 where it hung for another hundred years before it was stolen. And at the time it was stolen, its theft made it the most popular painting of all time. And ultimately, it's kind of funny how the theft of the piece ultimately propelled it to being the most expensive piece of artwork in the world today. Well, that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, hit that like button. If you got something to say, comment below. And if you enjoyed it, hey, Subscribe to the channel. I'm Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you've been watching Lawyer Up. Send lawyers, guns, and money.